looks like you're 99.8 degrees. You're feeling well? Mm -hmm. She's fine, yeah. Ma'am? No, I'm fine, thank you. Any symptoms? Muscle pain, fatigue, headaches? No, no. <coughs> Ma'am, <laughs> you don't look quite well. It's um, it's the dry air from the plane. Is all of this still necessary? I don't make the rules, sir. I'm just a nurse. But you had to consent to the return screening when you purchased your ticket, as do all the other aid workers who spend time in the region. Are they filming us? Shouldn't you have to ask to film us? Well, sir, they're not recording a reality show. It's for security reasons. Neither of you left the capital? No, no, look. Our foundation works in education, all in Kinshasa. Mom, you look a bit bold. Oh, Jesus Christ! How many more times are you going to tell me I look like crap? <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I don't look so lovely without my makeup on it. I'm sorry, I'm not good at traveling, and I swear to you, I don't have some godforsaken jungle disease, all right? Jeez, we've been killing ourselves trying to build schools. No one seems to care about it. We've been flying for 10 hours. I just want to go home and see my grandchildren. Can you understand that, please? Can you just be a person? Can you just be a person, please? Honey, be a person. Honey, you're doing the Lord's work. I'm sorry, ma'am. I didn't mean... So neither of you went to any of the recently infected areas in the past eight weeks? No, no, no. We never went upriver. Our work is in the capital. Very well. You're all set. Cheers. Have a safe flight. Have a great day. Radar contact with the plane was lost. Our prayers go to the relatives of the passengers on board 256. The president attended a memorial service today in Washington for the 256 passengers who perished on board Atlantic Flight 702. Thank you all for being here today. I know my parents would have loved seeing so many people they loved celebrating their, their lives. They dedicated their lives to service, to helping people. They were in Africa building schools for the people there. And for this to happen to them when they were just trying to get home, well, but that's not why we're here. We're here to celebrate what they did when they were alive. Hey there, I'm so excited to tell you about Radiotopia's newest show, The Recipe with Kenji and Deb. Kenji and Deb are two of the best home cooks alive. J. Kenji Lopez-Alt of The Food Lab and The Walk, and Deb Perlman of Smitten Kitchen. 
two of my go-tos to make sure I'm getting the perfect recipe for everything from meatballs to muffins. They're pros who obsess over techniques and essential ingredients, so you learn everything you need to create your perfect recipe. You can finally be excited to eat what you make, and maybe even impress your friends and family. Help us welcome the newest show to the Radiotopia family. Find The Recipe with Kenji and Deb on your favorite podcast platform starting February 26th. I was working the gate at Heathrow. The gate for 702? Yeah. This older couple, the woman, she looked sort of tired. She kept kind of falling asleep and sneezing. So this kid, he was a Latino or Arab. He comes up and says, hey, that lady's sick. Apparently they've been in Africa. This is the first time I've heard anything about this. Did you... You didn't tell the FBI, did you? It's not like I decided not to tell them. I just didn't say anything. And they had so many questions about the other people. They didn't ask about the old couple. (sighs) What happened after he told you they looked sick? I called them up. Wayne and Wendy Lapierre. The man was so friendly. Mr. Lapierre, he said his wife was just tired because they'd been traveling 10 hours. They'd been doing charity work or something. I didn't know they'd come from somewhere that had been under an infection advisory. The medical screeners who process aid workers dealt with all that. And the woman just looked at me with this uh, sort of gaze. It was kind of hollow. Seemed like standing was taking a lot of energy. I asked her if she was well enough to fly, and she just said, I'm trying to go home. And so I let her go home. I think there's a man staring at us. No, don't look. What man? The guy in the green jacket. Or maybe he's just eating eggs. See? This is what my life has become. Wondering if strange men are following me because I couldn't fess up when I should have. You think she was really sick? And sick enough to maybe have something to do with the plane going down? Yeah. The look she gave me. I can still see it so clearly. Glassy eyes, red eyes. Clammy. Her skin was kind of yellow. But her husband was just smiling so big as if it was just the most wonderful day. Like a big happy dope. I thought maybe she was sort of like me. Like a version of me where I didn't get divorced and Me and Jimmy spent a couple of weeks in Kinshasa every year to remember how lucky we were. And your bosses, your co-workers, none of them saw the Lapeers? I don't think so. You didn't speak to them about it after the plane went missing? No, dear. I've just been thinking about it myself. I actually left Atlantic after the accident. Before I left, though, I... I looked up the Lapeers ticketing transaction. They bought the tickets the day before the flight. They were in a rush. 
and then I let them on. Are you doing okay, Dolores? such a monster. I let a woman with a crazy disease onto a plane and your brother dies and here you are comforting me. Okay, that guy is definitely looking at us. Dolores. Hundreds of people dead. Good chance this is all my fault. Unless maybe you know something I don't. I don't know much yet. No. There it is, I suppose. <sighs> the couple. You said their name was Lapeer? Yeah. They have an Instagram. It's still up. I look at it sometimes. Population, refugees, and migration, Mrs. Dobbs. I'm looking for Melanie Diaz. Melanie is no longer with us. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, just to be clear, she's not dead. She quit. How can I help you? I, I just had some questions about an NGO that your office funded. The Lapeer Schools Network, they were in Kinshasa. Where did you say you were calling from? My name's Caitlin. I'm a family friend. Oh. Tragedy, what happened to them? I can only imagine both parents. I know they're, I mean, they're still a wreck. I, I know six months may sound like a long time to be grieving, but it's still hard for them to talk about. So I am calling for them. Did you know the Lapeers at all? I met them last year when I was visiting our projects in Kinshasa. Uh, they ran a good operation. They kept their schools going and uh, that's the hardest part. It's just that, Mr. Dobbs, the reason I'm actually calling is that the kids are worried Mr. and Mrs. Lapeer may have been sick before they got on the plane. Sick? Yeah, that maybe they had something that might have spread. Yes, I read that theory too, that the Lapeers were infected with the Ebola virus and this had somehow spread throughout the plane and had brought it down. But I can tell you, it's Holcomb. Why? Three reasons. First, the Ebola outbreak was way upriver, and the only people who go upriver in the jungle are missionaries, and the Lapeers weren't missionaries. Secondly, all staff are quarantined before they leave the DRC. So the Lapeers would have been quarantined? Yes. We do that as a precaution because the signs don't appear for several days. And what are the signs? Fever, headaches, and then... And then what? Well, basically, if you develop Ebola, you... Now your whole body just starts to melt. But we have to do a health screening for anyone coming out of the DRC. They didn't have Ebola. But Mrs. Lapeer was sick. Well, maybe she had a cold. And the third reason? 
What? You were talking about reasons. What was the third reason? Ebola was eradicated in the DRC over a year ago. But you said that upriver there could be some... I said that's where the Ebola outbreak occurred. But they eradicated it in just 42 days. The WHO are incredibly effective at disease mitigation. So you're my good friend who called the State Department for me? I am so sorry, Miss LaPierre. I can explain. Relax, relax. Call me B. Come on in. I guess we have a lot to talk about. So Martin Dobbs called me from the State Department, said that a young woman was asking about my parents. Look, it was just a white lie. I didn't realize they would call you to follow up. I guess that was stupid on my part. Don't get me wrong, I was fucking pissed. But then I saw your group online and I guess it made more sense. I'm sorry about your brother. Thanks. You must have been close to be going through all this trouble. Yeah, we used to be. We're twins. Oh my god, that must be even weirder. Yeah. We kind of took different paths after high school. I went to college and Connor got a fancy job in London. He was always a bit of a wonderkind. Smart, noble. And now you've dropped everything because you don't believe the geese story? A woman reached out to me. She was at the airport before 702 departed. She said your parents, or your mom, was sick. She was, so what? Do you know what kind of sick? My dad called me from Heathrow. I had no idea they were even coming home. I remember thinking, shit, are they gonna want me to pick them up from the airport? Cause that's, you know, a whole thing. Mm. But then he said mom wasn't feeling very well and they just wanted to get home. So you don't know what was wrong with her? No, but I figured she must have been pretty wrecked cause my dad doesn't call me. It's always my mom who calls, then she gives him the phone and we have awkward small talk. He never ever calls me. He has much better things to focus his energy on like being the colonial overlord of the Congo. So their organization, they made schools in Kinshasa. <laughs> Ostensibly. I mean, yes, they definitely built schools, but they went there to convert people. But doesn't the State Department prohibit NGOs from spreading religion? Well, yeah. So... So, a lot of volunteers who go over there are religious. They used to pay for the trips with church bake sales and fundraisers. And then they found out that it's a lot easier to get State Department funding and just keep the religion thing on the DL. Lately, the department has been like a chicken with its head cut off, and so it's been a free-for-all. At least that's what my mom said. Here. Thank you. So they were doing missionary work in Kinshasa, but no one at the State Department was supposed to know, or they'd lose their funding. Basically, yeah. But Kinshasa's all Christian. The Catholics and Mormons got to them ages ago. Then where did they go? Up the Congo River. Up north. In the jungle. Yeah. They'd go with their students back to their parents' villages. The Jesus cell works a lot better when you have an inside man. Do you know anyone they worked with over there? Another couple. They were Unitarians, I think, from Connecticut. But 
I don't remember their names. I guess I could have asked more about what they were up to, but I don't know, I just never thought, I never thought they could just disappear. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Um, I just wanted to call. How are you feeling? I'm oh, fine. How are your classes? Uh, they're going well. They aren't as easy as they used to be, but I'm learning a lot now that I'm in Soch. Sociology is harder than econ? People are harder to study than markets. Your mother was wondering what you'll be doing for the summer. You should come home. Get a summer job. I'm actually thinking about staying on campus and doing some research. They do research in sociology? Yes. It's social science. Anyway, I'm actually calling just to see how you're doing. Why? Am I not allowed to call my own dad? I can hear you thinking about him. You can hear my thoughts. Ninian, you are my child. Okay. Then what was Connor thinking? He'd be thinking it was wrong of you to have missed the funeral. Everyone was asking about you. I'm sorry. Sorries don't do anyone any good. Stay focused on school, work hard, that's all that matters. I am working hard, but I, I do think about it a lot. What I would have said if I'd been there. You wouldn't have to think about it if you'd been there. Yeah, well, I wonder what Thomas would have said if you'd invited him. <clears throat> no, my Zedding. It was only family at the funeral. You know that's not true. <clears throat> I think you should talk to your mother. Deb, we, we need to talk about this. Connor would have wanted us you to... You don't know what Connor would have wanted. We shouldn't talk about it anymore. I should go. I have to get back to my work. Hmm, don't... Say hi to mom for me. No, do I. How'd you find us? We've only been back in the States for two weeks. I saw you tagged on the LePierre's Instagram. They mentioned they were traveling with a couple from Connecticut. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> Miracles of technology. Uh, this is my wife, Madge. Hi, so nice to meet you. Thank you, nice uh, to meet you have too. Have a seat. Oh, thanks. I'll get us some coffee. That'd be great, honey. Thank you so much. So, how's Beatrice doing? Like, I don't know how much the LaPierce told you about their daughter, but she's very tough. She's gonna be okay. Um, but the congregation, though, we're still trying to absorb the fact that they won't be back. Chuck, we were wondering why Wayne and Wendy left the way they did in such a rush. And B said she thought they were up the river until the day before they left. Do you have any idea where they were? I wish I could help you, but I don't know. The last I saw them was three weeks before the flight. Where'd you see them? Up in Mandaka. They were on their way down from a visit to a student's family near Makanza. Oh, they were leaving the jungle? Yeah. Do you know how often they would be up there? Normally one week in a month. It's not easy to get up there. 
and it's not especially comfortable. Especially for Wendy. She preferred Kinshasa. Wayne was the one who liked being upriver. In the infection zone. <laughs> Technically, yeah, but that whole designation, it's, they're overly cautious. And when Western governments draw maps like that, they dehumanize all the people living there. Someone needs to engage. Someone needs to reach out. So the Lapeers could have visited before they left? I don't know. They'd usually tell me when they were coming. I'm always going up and down the river, so we'd take a boat together. You seem a little disappointed. I'm... I'm just trying to get as accurate a timeline as I can. You know, the Lapeers are still gone. There's no way to bring them back. Maybe the best way to move forward is to thank the Lord for the time you had with them and, and to thank the universe that the rest of us are still here with a chance to grow and love. We're still alive. Sometimes it doesn't feel that way. Well, um, thank you for seeing me. Oh, uh, would you like to say a prayer for them before you go? No, but thanks. Sure. Hi, Caitlin Lane. Hi. I'm sorry about all the security. Oh, no worries. Thank you so Morning. much for meeting with me. Yeah, of course. Please, it's awfully my pleasure. Uh, a lot of people come knocking down my door to ask about this stuff, and they should. So, are you familiar with the region? Uh, all epidemiologists are familiar with Central Africa, yes. So this couple, they were in the Democratic Republic of Congo. And you think they contracted an infection? I thought so, but then I learned that they hadn't been up in the recently infected areas by the jungle for at least three weeks. Well, yeah, but the disease could have been incubating without any symptoms. Ebola can incubate for up to 21 days, if that was what it was. This is where all the magic happens. Come on through. Through here. Great. Sorry, there's a bit of a mess. Here, you can just sit right here. Thank you. Chip? Um, no, I'm good, thank you. So you, could you uh, say your name and, and what you do? Uh, sure. William Schroeder. I'm an epidemiologist. Great. Thank you. So, Ebola? Yeah. Um, at first I was thinking... Ebola, but then the State Department guy said that there was no more Ebola in the Democratic Republic of Congo at all, so... <laughs> Who said that? One of the NGO coordinators. Why would you ask a secretary about infectious disease? Because he decides where the Americans go? Right, yeah. Based on where Ebola used to be and what form the virus last took. The thing about these aggressive diseases, Ebola, necrotizing fasciitis, uh, meningitis, cholera, is that they're not entirely stable. All our doctors and governments, they're always a few months behind the latest version of the virus or the infection. Okay, so let's say that Wendy had gotten infected with something. If it was a really aggressive form of the disease and then she got in a plane, do you think that... What, you want to know if it could turn into a zombie plane? Is that a thing? Are you kidding? It's one of my favorite hypotheticals for a catastrophic outbreak. Planes are breeding grounds for this stuff because of the recycled air. You know, there's been several instances of planes having to divert or make emergency landings because the crew were overcome with something. Hmm. It's never led to a crash, as far as we know, 
but it's just a matter of time. There are forms of meningitis that can paralyze you in a couple hours. That could do the trick. And she could have gotten one of those in the jungle. Maybe. I mean, Nigeria's had some bad outbreaks in the past few years. And like I said, you never know how aggressive the new form will be. As soon as you start giving people antivirals and retrovirals, the infections start adapting. And a lot of these viruses are held in animals. Bats, birds, that kind of thing, just like the plague. And they can pass new versions of the virus amongst each other, and then when the wrong animal comes into contact with someone, boom, you got yourself an outbreak. Wow. Yep. Eventually, we'll be totally fucked. Okay, so maybe they got a new form of an infection in the jungle. Maybe. But I mean, if she was already showing symptoms, she would have spread it before getting on the plane. There would have been like 50,000 dead people in the Democratic Republic of Congo within a week, and I don't think I read about that on the news. Okay, wait, I don't understand. With infectious disease, you can incubate for a while, even weeks without being contagious. But as soon as you show symptoms, you're basically a contagious disease monster. You sure there isn't another reason why they were leaving in a rush? Because it sounds like they probably just died in a plane crash. A normal boom. But I love where your head went. Okay, what, what man? It's the same man from last time. But this time, he's in a blue blazer. But which one? See? That's him! But I didn't look last time, so... How are you going to be the detective if you can't even keep track of who's tailing us? No one's tailing us. It's all in your head. And so is this idea that you're responsible for 702. You really think so? I am positive, actually. How do you know that? Relax. We have no reason to think they're why the plane went down. Philip Hears didn't have Ebola or any other infection. They were... They were tested for everything before they left. They were? Yeah. The State Department gave them all the tests, and the peers didn't have anything serious, and that's what I was coming to tell you. Oh, thank you! Thank God! Oh, Caitlin, you don't know what this means to me. Here, I was going crazy when... Oh, I'm gonna call you next week to check in. That sounds great, Dolores. Oh, thank you, Caitlin. I feel so much better. That makes one of us. What do you want? Excuse me? Why are you following me? Um, sorry, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just, I'm sitting here enjoying my coffee. You were watching us. What are you, FBI? What? I, I have no idea what you're talking about. I saw about. you outside my apartment yesterday. Shit! I think you need to calm down. Hi, are we all doing okay over here? Uh, this young woman here seems to be a bit upset. I'm not upset. You've been following me. I assure you, I wasn't. Um, I, I'm, I've been sitting down here and I don't know what's happening. Uh, I think... Look, you're disturbing the other customers. I think that you should... Sure. Yeah. Are you alright, Miss? E no, I'm sorry, I just... It's just a misunderstanding. Miss, you haven't paid... 
Oh, sorry. At first, I thought it was the Lapeers, right? Mm. But they were way too far upriver, and I, I... I don't know anymore. Well, I, I guess that's another dead end. Yeah, it seems like it. But hey, listen, I, I think the feds are watching me. Hey! Dylan, what's, Shit. what's happening? Uh. Dylan, are you there? Yeah, some kids kicked a ball at me. Just missed my head. Where are you? I'm walking through a park. Gotta get back to the office. What do you do? No, something really boring. It was nice what you did to that lady telling her it wasn't her fault. Yeah. Well, if I can't get rid of my own guilt, I might as well. Never mind. What do you have to be guilty about? Just. the usual stuff, I guess. Things. I didn't get to say to him things I wish I asked. Like what? You don't want to hear about my family drama, Dylan. Sure I do. Yeah? Well, maybe I don't want to tell a complete stranger all my secrets. Right. Sorry, I... I didn't mean to... You've been really helpful. And I appreciate it. I'm just... frustrated. I know. Me too. And Kaylin. We may never know for sure what happened. No. I think we will. We'll know the truth. I won't give up until I do. So you're still in? Yes. Good. I just got a ping on a credit card that was used to buy a ticket for 702. A woman who actually boarded the flight. Someone's using a dead woman's credit card? Not someone else. It's the same woman. She got off the plane before it took off. Said she knew it was going to go down. Episode 3 of Passenger List, Kinshasa, featuring Kelly Marie Tran and Colin Morgan, was written by Kevin Rodriguez, with editing, sound design, and music by Mark Henry Phillips. Passenger List is executive produced and directed by John Scott Dryden and me, Lauren Shippen, and is a project of Radiotopia from PRX. For more details, including a cast list, visit PassengerPod.org. Radiotopia. Radiotopia.